99.9 The Fan. We are high-stepping into formation into this Wednesday, the final Wednesday of February. It is 9 o'clock. Thanks for hanging out with us. Paul Eihander here. Next up, you found it here, 99.9 The Fan, live and local. You do not have to wait until later. You do not have to grab a podcast or just go, you know, what happened today? You get it now. What happened last night? You get it now. We're going to move your sports day forward, lean you into Greeny at 10, Adam Gold at 12, Tim Donnelly at 3, all the good stuff, all the fun stuff, but not so fun if you happen to be an ACC basketball fan. So about last night, a couple things happened. Not great news for the Wolfpack. The Battle of the States happened. Florida State 90, NC State 83. This one was relatively close until about eight minutes out. Florida State, though, doing some things that we haven't seen since N1 mixtapes. If you go back and check out the highlights of this game, you'll know why. It was a dunk fest in Tallahassee, just above the rim kind of thing. The guy that I told everyone to watch out for yesterday turned in the performance that we expected from him last night, playing 34 minutes, scoring 19 points, leading the team in scoring, shot very efficiently from the field. That's where that's where his damage was done. As I mentioned, this was a relatively close game going into the final, I guess, two set or two timeouts, really, but Florida State was able to execute state and and the pack couldn't really get I'm gonna have to differentiate the two. Pack couldn't get anything going. Casey Morcell showed up. DJ Burns played twelve minutes, Graham. Twelve minutes. He was there for the first three minutes of the first half, spot in the first half, started the second half for a handful of minutes. Again, this game was close. I mean, relatively close inside double digits. And then Pack kept fighting back, fighting back, fighting back, and then Burns kind of went away, and they and and Coach Keats gave all the minutes to Ben Middlebrooks, which was fine, except they couldn't stop the Florida State shooters because, again, they were getting dunks and dunks and dunks and dunks and dunks. To quote the great Stephen A. Smith, good morning, by the way, Next Up family. <laughs> good morning. To quote the great Stephen A. Smith. The great Stephen A. Smith. When it comes to NC State basketball all season, we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived by this team. If the theme that I'm seeing overall when it comes to NC State basketball, you mentioned Casey Morsell stepped up. Whenever it comes down to somebody outside of DJ Horn, showing up for this team, like Casey Morsell with 19 points, there is always another factor where another player not showing up. And last night, it was DJ Burns. I Can we just get a full team effort out of this NC State basketball team? That's all I'm asking for. I need all five guys to contribute. All five. No, there was a full team effort. It was a full team effort to the point to, to 83. DJ Burns has scored. To 83 points. Jaden Taylor had 24 in 23 minutes. That's efficient. The problem is, is that Horn and Morsell took half the shots for the team. And then outside of Taylor's, I mean, they put up 83. 83. But they gave up 90, which means there was zero defense being played. Like, zero. Like, it was absolutely just they run, let, up and down, run up and down the court, see who scores the most points. I mean, that is the goal of basketball, right? Run up and down the court, see who scores the most points. But that's all this was. And I mentioned the dunk fest for a reason. I'm like, they were throwing alley-oop jams the Seminoles were throwing alley-oop jams I'm like just flat box out nah okay whatever I mean the rebounding meh whatever I'm like the assists were so low in this game nothing was happening they ran up and down the court 
Shoot threes. Shoot threes. Just see what happens. See how many we can fill up. Florida State also shot very well from the field. This is what Carolina ran up against Syracuse a couple weeks ago. They shot nearly 60%. There there are only so many things you could do to combat that, except, again, try to outscore the other team. You gave 15 looks to Morsell and 17 looks to Horn. And when DR is playing 34 minutes and also getting his, filling up his stat line, you know we're just going run and gun back and forth. Unfortunately, that just doesn't work. It doesn't work, and the unthinkable 24 hours ago could be the thinkable with the right set of circumstances, and that the Wolfpack could be playing on Tuesday of the conference tournament. Tuesday. Because the remainder of the schedule is not the most friendly. Matter of fact, it's the toughest schedule that's left in the ACC. Road game at Carolina, home game against Duke 48 hours later, and then back on the road at Pitt. A team, all three teams sitting above them where they are in terms of the seeding. Well, right now, State has a rematch with Florida State if the season ended today in the first game on Wednesday. But the other two teams are part of this conversation that could leapfrog them. As a matter of fact, there are three teams that could make that happen. I mean, probably not Notre Dame, but Notre Dame did the unthinkable last night and again told us that Wake is a great home team, but craptastic on the road. You know, the bottom five road-playing teams in the ACC, Wake is one of them. Wake is 2-8 and eight on the road. There are only four other teams that match that number. Virginia Tech and Louisville are 1-9. and nine. And Notre Dame and Miami, these are all teams in the bottom half of the ACC with the exception of Wake Forest. And they shut down Hunter Salas. He had seven. So we can end all this co-MVP ACC. Hunter Salas, best guy. I like Hunter Salas. Balled out. Certainly balled out against Duke, but they figured him out last night at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. So Wake, the enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in another enigma, is now the fifth seed for a team that was like, all of a sudden, man, we don't have to, Wake fans like, hey, we don't have to drive up until Thursday, go catch a game. Probably an afternoon, we'll have lunch, hang out in D.C., see what happens. Go see the monuments. Clemson. Again, the Clemson, the team that everybody kind of went, Hey, why is everybody pegging them in right now as an automatic bid into the tournament? Well, it's because they're playing good ball, and they beat Pitt last night. And they have that schedule that allows them to make that run into the tournament to where they get the double bye, of which Carolina right now is the only team that is locked into the double bye. Should, unless State takes out Duke, Duke takes out State coming up on Saturday, oh, I'm sorry, the following Monday, that could change. Virginia does play tonight. Virginia, that can't find its offense if it fell out of a boat much like water, they could be falling into that Clemson-Wake thing. So Wake fans rooting right now for a Virginia loss this evening. At Boston College. At, at BC of all places. Of which, at 9 o'clock. That's a, that's a create-your-own-energy kind of game if you're Tony Bennett and the Cavaliers. They have no energy. I don't know what they're going to create. I'm not sure that's going to create. At Boston College. Boston College, who just got just – toilet paper wiped up by state at home over the weekend like that could be another sub 100 point game that could be like 49 48 if virginia can't get the ball virginia's 20 20 wins they've been sitting on 20 wins forever clemson just jumped into that 20 win conversation 20 is a wonderful magic number for wolfpack fans 20 is a number that you may not see this season Oof. 
with the three games remaining on this state schedule. And again, you can do I get to make the I'll make the excuse. Florida State had more offense and hit at a much better clip. I think it to be honest, it felt like an overall effort. It just wasn't enough points. I mean, that's and as stupid as that sounds. Because it's even to me, I was like, say it out loud, as stupid as that sounds, it sounds stupid. You scored 83 in a college basketball game, you should have a reasonable chance to take that game. A reasonable chance. Because this team scores in the 80s. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> they scored 80, or they, they scored 76 against Virginia, but then you see the numbers in all these other games. This, I mean, you want to say it's a defensive team. It's not a defensive. This is an offensive team. They have to outshoot everybody else. Like, you are putting up buckets. You had to put up 82 against Georgia Tech to beat Georgia Tech. Then I shouldn't be getting loud like that. I should be measured. Wolfpack fans, you should be measured today. But also saddled with the reality that if you drop the next three games, there is a distinct possibility that if you plan to go to D.C. for the the conference tournament, that you will need to be there on Tuesday, that you will need to add another day to your reservation and then hope that you can run the table because it doesn't get any simpler if it happens to be that day. And if you sit in that nine-seed, eight-seed slot where you are right now, you will play most likely Carolina on the Thursday afternoon. So you better get it right. I don't know, lock in, score more, because it's not defense anymore. Ben Middlebrook's got stepped back late in that game last night. Middlebrook's out defending a guard, which should already tell you there's an issue. He took one step at him. Brooks moved back. Stepped back three. Brooks tried to use that big, long length of his, which, to his credit, he's a tall guy. He's got length. Couldn't get there. Couldn't get there. So let's not say we need to lock him down on defense and play better defensively. Nah, just score. At this point, you just got to, I mean, at Duke, you need 85 at home. Get 85. And at Carolina, before that, I don't want to overlook Carolina. <laughs> that sounds stupid, too. You need D.J. Horn to score 90. D.J. Horn, at this point, D.J. Horn needs to put up 20 to 30 looks in D- the next each of the next three games. D.J. Horn needs to go high school, classic high school mixtape plays and just ball out. Like, as selfish as it sounds, like this just needs to be tape games for D.J. Horn coming up for his draft stock. Like, put a, put a, put a beat in your head and just go, like, you are wearing headphones for 40 minutes, and you never opt out off that court. You are never tired. You are going to play the next 120 minutes for the next 120 minutes and just see where it lands you. Hopefully you get some help from the supporting cast. You just have to outscore everybody at this point. I mean, like just that's the team. That's the team. Forget, it. Forget defense now. We're not playing defense. Get a couple of key stops. That's it. Pray that the other team doesn't shoot 60% again. And protect the basketball. You can't have 14 turnovers against North Carolina. They will make you pay yeah, this in transition. Carolina, I'm not even talking about that game. I was talking about how junk it was last night. It was junk. It was junk. Like, just never really looked back. Seminoles took all the punches. All the punches. And they were dunking. Go back. Just look at all the dunks. Dunks. Dunks show that you do not play defense. Dunks. Not even put-back dunks. Dunks. Out of transition, out of set plays. Dunks. All right, folks, we have one extra day 
in February, which means another day to think about what we're going to be doing on March the 11th. Your wait is almost over. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to our state. You know me, Paul Eihander, and I know you. When you want to bet, you're going to want to do it with FanDuel on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports, and you know there are tons of ways for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Bet on everything from the money lines to the over-unders to which of your teams will run the table and take home all the championships. You'll be able to do it all in an app, safe, secure, and super easy to use. And FanDuel's live betting action will allow you to pick which player puts up the next bucket and the one after that and the one after that. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Paul so you'll be the first to know when FanDuel goes live in North Carolina. FanDuel.com slash Paul. Paul with a capital P. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 plus and present in North Carolina. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. Availability subject to regulatory approval. Coming up, we got to get some Advil for Stefan Nason. Next up on 99.9 The Fan. Is that a horse? Actually, it's a wild stallion. Since Navy Federal Credit Union's Platinum Card made it easier to tame our holiday debt, I wanted to see if I could tame something else. Uh-huh. Help me saddle up. Ugh. I need to pick the kids up from school. With a low intro APR on balance transfers, the Platinum Credit Card lets you take control of your debt. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash Platinum Offer. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. <laughs> it's bow time. There's only one thing you want after you just enjoy. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 999 The Fan. It may not have been pretty, but the Carolina Hurricanes were able to get back into the win column with a 3-2 victory over the Minnesota Wild last night. Stephen Nason won it in the third period after a puck went off his face and into the net. Speaking of not pretty, the Florida State Seminoles speared the NC State Wolfpack by a final of 90-83 behind a hot shoot tonight. The Knolls shot at 59.7%, the highest allowed by State this season. It was announced yesterday that the Carolina Panthers are raising overall ticket prices by slightly more than 4% in 2024. This is following a season in which they finished with an NFL worst 2-15 record and were shut out in their final two games of the season. Find these stories and more on WRLSportsFan.com. Next up, Canes get wild in Minnesota. Paul Eihander here, Instagram Hill with you. We stay up so you don't have to. This one ended just before 11 o'clock your time last night. It's a bedtime. As Insta said, it wasn't really that pretty of a game. It was Carolina really chasing, uh, chasing really the wild most of the night. Connor DeWar opening up the scoring for Minnesota midway through that first. Jordy got the one right back five minutes later, and then unfortunately they gave up that late goal in the first period. And like, ah, crap, here we go again. Kind of like along the lines with Buffalo, and then Svech got that one off the uh, turnover late in that second period. And then there was the goal. <laughs> Unreal. This was a, I've never seen this before. This was a, boy, this was the salvaging of a craptastic power play opportunity. Uh, 
Canes were on the power play midway through that third period. Couldn't really get anything going. And Tavi Teravainen managed to corral the puck with about it was like 10 seconds left or whatever it was. Made a decision to dump it into Jack Drury. And here's Mike's call. Tracked down by Natchez. He'll keep it in. Side of the net. Teravainen. Out in front. Chase for Drew. The score! Drury threw it out in front. Nason crashed the net. And Carolina has taken a 3-2 lead. But, well, Nason did crash the net. He crashed the net. The net. Yeah, he crashed the net. His face technically was the one that, that crashed the net. Here's the national call of that. Uh, I guess you could call it uh, Kane saved face. Carolina to the side of the net and they score. Just as the door opens to allow Zuccarello back on the ice. The Hurricanes take their first lead of the night. It's 3-2 as Nason's able to beat Gustafson. Yeah, watch Mervis on the right side of your screen. He's battling Nason, and that goes off of, uh, I think, Mervis and Nason's face in the back of the net. It was off his face. There's about There are about four inches of polymer. That saved Steph, that saved Steph Nason from a trip to the dentist yes. late last night. That's why you had the face shield. Yeah, the the shot that Drury piped in there. It wasn't that he was looking for Steph Nason at all. He was he was trying to go uh, blocker side. It went off the blocker and off of Nason's face to where, and even even the wild defenseman at at that point was like, "What just happened?" Like I was, <laughs> he pushed Nason into that goal. If he hadn't shoved him. That may have that may have been uh, that may not have been a goal, and we're talking you know trying to figure things out. At that point, at that point, really the only the Wild's chances against Kachetkov, the last really good shot they had at him, was with about eight minutes left, and then it was really over. It was at that point Wild started going cliche, dump and chase, really just all right. Let's see what we can do against the board. See if we can get some chances, empty the nets and whatnot. And it never felt threatening after that point. A much different game. This time around than the last time these two teams met where the Wild got two late goals with empty nets. Hurricanes didn't cash in on the empty nets, but they were able to come out with a win. And this was the important one, right? To get the rebound back from the overtime loss in Buffalo, to get back from the heartbreaker at home against Dallas, give yourself a chance to take a breather, get get your good vibes going, get the good mojo going, because you got Columbus around the corner, which Columbus... Worst team in the Metro right now, clearly in some sort of random rebuild mold, even though they were rebuilding before the season started. Uh, a a positive night. A grind-out game, not the craziest, best game you were going to see from the Carolina Hurricanes. As I mentioned, they were chasing a lot throughout the entire night. But Svetch's goal, that was a big turning point. Like that is That is the one point where you're like, yep, things happened. Now, Insta... If we could just get Seth Jarvis off that 19-goal thing right now and get him his 20th goal, I'd be a much happier Canes fan today. Yeah, Seth Jarvis is the next man up as far as as being due for a goal. But I'm glad you mentioned Andre Svechnikov's goal. I thought that was important as far as what we've been talking about recently as far as uh, since Svechnikov's come back, the physicality presence has certainly been there now. It's just a matter of when the goal-scoring presence was going to return. Hopefully this can jumpstart him onto a little bit of a, a goal-scoring streak. And then Piotr Kachekov, honestly another underrated performance, as you mentioned. Uh, 28 saves on 30 attempts. 
And as you mentioned, really didn't have to do a lot in the last eight minutes other than just skate around just to stay loose. And then you also got to give credit where credit's due to Jacob Slavin getting his point on the assist on Stahl's goal. I think that now uh, ties him for most all-time points by a defenseman in Carolina Hurricanes franchise history with uh, Justin Falk. So good to see Slavin get that as well for Carolina. And the return of Jalen Shatfield. Who, yeah, that too. Uh, if, if you listen to the broadcast here on 99.9 The Fan or you're streaming it at home or wherever you happen to be listening to us right now, Chatfield came back, uh, did a couple of, did a couple of nice things and got, you know, got some praise, you know, as he's works, works his way back into, you know, getting those minutes back. He played a solid, you know, he had 15 minutes on the ice last night, you know, did what he needed to do, made up for, made up for, you know, some uh, defensive lapses and some mistakes uh, throughout the game. Again, it's good to have Chatty back in the lineup just for continuity's sake. You know, you know, he plays really well, pairs really well with Dmitry Orlov. And you're right about Jacob Slavin. Jacob Slavin does a lot of things that – and it would take like a film session, right? I think if you could sit down – if Adam Gold could sit down with Jacob Slavin like one-on-one in front of like a, a theater screen or something and they could talk about like certain small little plays or certain small little movements, you would see some – you would start to see some of the things that he does on the ice that – other defensemen just don't do like at that kind of there's a reason why he has that reputation of being an elite defenseman and it's not just because he plays with Brent Burns who continues to show up in and out in every aspect of the game I mean he he logs a ton of minutes I mean he looks like a he looks like a logger or a lumberjack as it is anyway but he tends to log a ton of those minutes and it's because he has a good partner with him and he and they trust each other right it's the little stuff that he does on the ice that doesn't really contribute to the score sheet all that all that much but it's the reason why he has a, that patch on his sweater and why have we not done this yet a, a film session with Adam Gold and some Carolina Hurricanes players I think we might have just struck gold right here that, at, at nine. you could call it striking gold Oh, it's striking gold. <laughs> yeah. Adam, if you're listening to this on the way right. in, we got a new segment for you. Right. That sounds more like an MMA thing, though. You know, like boxing. Yeah. Striking gold. Gold mine. Gold mine. The gold mine. The gold mine. players. You know, you know, Adam doesn't like those, right? You know, he's not a big fan of the puns. Oh, the, well. He doesn't. Shh. He's not listening right so, now. So, so next right? time he comes on the show, I can't play Gold on the Ceiling by the Black Keys as his. Fields of Gold. Bumping. Yeah. Fields of Gold by Sting. Tonight, along the fields of cotton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's your diversion this morning. That was morning. great. <laughs> that was not Sting, by the way, just to let you all know. Uh, that was not Sting. Not even the wrestler Sting. I think the wrestler Sting would do even uh, better than what I just tried to pull off there. 